0: Well, this morning, before we uh, get uh, into our subject, I just want to say a little PG warning here. We want to have a conversation with the adults that are in the room, so if you have children that are in here, um, you can take them to our kids' ministry uh, as we get into some adult conversation in just a moment, and we really appreciate that. Our kids' ministry is wonderful, doing an amazing job with the volunteers that are over there, and uh, we're going to have fun today as we get into God's Word.
1: Yeah, it's good. Well,
0: we... Started last week, our series "This is Us," and um, this is part two of that series as we're talking about relationships for better or for worse mm-hmm. in our lives and uh, but just kind of just diving in deep. you okay with diving in deep today right yeah. away? Yeah, yeah, okay, good. I don't know if you've noticed, but there are marriages that are struggling everywhere. Have you noticed this: Yeah. I mean, really, have you, have you really seen Has anybody seen that going on in your, their own life or to people that are around them? Can I just see your hand in all honesty? You see this? Okay, good. It's a good thing to be able to identify as we talk about that today. But, you know, I think that this is not acceptable to God, for sure. And I believe that he has something better for us, and we believe that. So much better for us. And that's why we as a church want to invest in the lives of those who are married or one day we'll be married. Right. So that's our heart.
1: Right. You know. Have you ever said, you know, Wow, I wish I knew then what I knew now. Have you ever said that? I know. Yeah. I sure have. And and so today, this talk comes from a place not that we have it all together, because right. we don't. Um, we still have learning to do every single day. We still have work to do every single day. But we've been married 25 years. This coming January. <laughs> Woo! And, um, and we'd like to think we've learned a thing or two, right? We hope so. Some of it we learned the hard way. Some of it we learned just from wise counsel. So today, if we could yeah. just kind of come alongside you on the journey and just kind of be a big brother and a big sister and give you a little pep talk maybe for your marriage of some things we've learned along yeah. the way, um, we would love to do that and and just bring in some spiritual truth that might prepare you for a relationship that will honor God. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're already you're still looking for that relationship or maybe you are Already in that relationship, and we just can walk with you in the journey. But we want to speak today directly to marriages um, yeah. to strengthen them to become everything that God would want them to become. Amen. 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 Because your marriage not only affects you but it affects your community around you. It affects your children, and really, ultimately, it affects affects the Lord Jesus Christ. So we want to build strong marriages, and we want your marriage to be a priority. So that's what we're talking about today. And ladies, we're going to start with you, a little audience participation. Are you okay with that? Um, Girls, I just am curious, if anyone's like me, and um, when you were a little girl, you would dream of one day meeting the perfect man. You would one day dream of of living in the perfect, oh, oh, well, before that, we'd have a perfect wedding, right? We'd plan Mm -hmm, the perfect mm -hmm. wedding. Then we'd have the perfect house. And then we'd have the perfect little children. And we'd even name our perfect little children before we even met the perfect man, right? How (laughs) many of you, if that's even close to some, oh, I see an eager hand up there. Yeah, if that's even close, hands all over the place, right? Because that's just what we do. That's our dream, (laughs) right?
0: Yeah. It's true. And so, men, let's talk to you for just a moment. need your participation Mm -hmm. You probably had a little different fantasy when you were a teenager growing up, and um, pretty simple. Yeah, man, you know we're pretty simple. How many of you dreamed about getting married and having sex twice a day?
1: You can be honest. Everybody's laughing. A dozen hands.
0: Thank you, Eddie. Come on. For being honest. <laughs> double hands up over here. This guy's all in. Yes. Yes.
1: Thank you. Yes.
0: We're honest I mean, at this church. Hey, guys,
1: this is us. We will be real.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. 12 hands. Yeah. men. you are a freaking liar. <laughs> I mean, give me yeah. a break. Yeah. Okay, so how many of you are still dreaming to this day? You're, <laughs> you're yeah. still dreaming. Yeah. Yes, I okay. see that. Well, I see those hands now. Yeah. But... um, but uh, it's kind of the way it goes many yeah. times. But what's interesting is how sometimes our expectation of what we hope our marriage will be seems to fall short many times right. than what it actually is. And you look around, and you have to admit that so many marriages, they're just not working, okay? In fact, it's really crazy to look at the stats that are out there. Depending on what article you read, survey, or study you read, somewhere in the neighborhood of 50%, Of marriages don't make it. And so, and that is horrific to really think about. And if we look at this, in in any other area of your life, if there was something important that you could lose and Mm -hmm. there was a 50% chance you Mm -hmm. would lose it, Mm -hmm. don't you think you would seriously approach it Be dramatic Mm -hmm. in your preparation and do everything possible to eliminate the danger? I think that we would say absolutely yes.
1: Yeah, you would. In other words, if if you knew, if you have a child and you knew that there's a 50% chance today that they're going to get in a car accident, you would take some measures, wouldn't you? You yes. would get some protection. You would, first of all, say, don't leave the house without this helmet. You would tell them, make sure you put your seatbelt on. Who's right. driving? Make sure you use the back roads. Don't go on 181. I mean, you would do that, right? You would do whatever it took to make sure that didn't happen. And what if I told you that tomorrow afternoon when you go to the mailbox, um, that you're, there's a 50% chance you're going to get attacked by a bear? Now, now I've seen a bear or two around here, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, and um, that's probably not going to happen. But, but what if I said there's a 50% chance that you will? what would you do? Well, you'd you'd go out prepared, right? right. You'd go out prepared to face the bear. You'd take your weapon of choice. If you have a suit of armor, you would put that on and you would be watching all the while for that bear as you go to get the mail. So today we're talking about protecting your marriage at all costs, about guarding and being on guard and being aware of this astounding statistic. You know, with the odds being That' what they are. They're astounding. With so many people heading to divorce court today, I would argue that the reason that marriages are struggling is because often people are not actually spiritually prepared to live the marriage that honors God. That's right. And, and, you know, if you ask me today, hey, you know, is it possible to live a God-honoring marriage in today's world? Is is it possible to have a great marriage? You don't know what I've been through. I don't think it's possible at this point because there's too much water under the bridge. I'm going to tell you that emphatically, absolutely, completely, 100%, yes. Mm -hmm. I believe God can have that for you. I believe you can have a marriage that honors God no matter what you've been through. Why? Because the name of Jesus is higher than any name, and it is, it, it will, he can, do the impossible. He can do what we cannot. Amen? That's right. And and so today we're going to talk about um, marriage. We're going to talk about this relationship of this is us. We want to be real with you today. We want to be honest with you today. Um, relationships are so important. And this is the most important one that we're ever going to have other than our relationship with God himself. So right. talking about priorities in marriage. Yeah.
0: So on the area mm-hmm. of this priority in marriage, I want to start with a common belief in our world today. Mm-hmm. Your children, my children are taught this from the Disney princess movies, fairy tales, love stories. But it's the common idea that to be really fulfilled in life, you have to meet the one. To be really, really, really happy, you've got to meet that one and uh, really have meaning in your life. You've got to find them. That one person that gives you goosebumps, that when you smell them, the hair on the back of your neck Mm kind of curls up, that... Every song on the radio just makes sense now, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. you go and you'll buy the cars at the drugstores, you know, for that person that you love, yeah. that you have to find the one mm-hmm. to be really fulfilled in life, the one. To be really happy, you have to find the one. Mm-hmm. What I'm hoping for is after this message, there will be some of you who will be very different and you'll have a different take on this. Instead of saying to be fi- fulfilled in life, I just met the one. I just met the one. Instead, you're going to say, I just met the two. I just met the two, and he's so amazing. He has a job. She's so amazing. She loves God. I think I just met the two, and that you'll be excited. Let's, let's look at this. God is your one, and your spouse is your two. That's what I want you as we begin to look at this area of priority and prioritizing our relationships and our marriage.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a great point. Even Jesus said, you know, he made it so clearly in Scripture when someone said, hey, what's the most important commandment? What, what's the bottom line here? What's the number one thing? What is it that I need to get here? And Luke 10, 27 tells us, he says, above everything else, make God your number one. Make God your number one. He says this, exactly. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And so it's pretty simple, right? God is first. And then what comes next? It's people. Love the Lord your God. And then love your neighbor as yourself. And so it's this This is the priority. This is the order. I'm going to love God. So to really have a marriage that honors God, I'm going to put God first in our relationship. And then my spouse is, is number two. Right. Now, we want to talk to the unmarrieds in the room today. So if you are not married today, I promise we're not going to embarrass you. Can you just raise your hand really, really high? On, okay, this is an him. opportunity. Okay. No, so not your keep hands up. up. Keep them up. If you are like, single, you're not married, Look around.
0: Look, look, look around.
1: around. We, this is a matchmaking church. What yes. a great place to, to meet a spouse. <laughs> Come on, what a great place. You're already seeking the Lord. You already have your priorities straight. So um, uh, you know what, you could put them down now. We're just, we just love to have fun. And um, we just want to say to those of you who maybe one day hope to be married, that this would maybe be your vow. Maybe you want to even write this down and, um, because mm-hmm. we just feel it's so important that I will seek the one while preparing for my my two. Yeah. That I will seek the one while preparing for my two.
0: Yeah, and I think is we go back and mm-hmm. we look at our story <clears throat> coming together and we were at Bible College in Minneapolis and just uh, going through college and going there um, because we loved God and wanted to follow after his call is that as we just put God number one, that he worked out the two, yeah. is as we were going fast and hard after him, and my dad introduced me a long time ago, and those of you that are younger won't remember his name, but the great C.M. Ward, the great radio voice of Revival Time. And C.M. Ward grabbed my shoulders, knew that I was just beginning Bible college. He said, son, he said, for the first two years, study Hard, go after God, pray and seek him. The next two years, find yourself a wife. And that's what I did. And look what I got. I mean, this is awesome. I mean, that's what he told me. Mm -hmm. And so I'll never forget that. So as you go hard after God, Mm -hmm. he's got you covered. But some of us get the priorities Mm -hmm. mixed up. Mm -hmm. And we go hard after another person rather than God. And we wonder why our lives are so messed over. Right. It's, it's right. a tragedy. Yeah. So this is what Andy Stanley says. He I think this is so important. Write this down. He said, become the person you're looking for is looking for. Become the person you're looking for is looking for. In other words, I'm going to seek the one. I'm going to live for God. My whole life is going to be devoted to him, mm-hmm. that he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords in my life. He is preparing me for someone that that I can serve with, but he's always my one, and I'll seek the one while he prepares my two. And for those of you who are married, I pray that you could make this a a vow, just a priority in your life, is that I promise God will be my first priority and my spouse will be my second. And this comes from Genesis chapter two. It's in the word. The context is Adam. It was living and there was no suitable helper for him. And God said, you know, this isn't good that he's alone. Man shouldn't be alone. So God put him into a deep sleep. And during that, we know that he took one of Adam's rib and formed Eve. And Adam saw her and thus her name was, Woman. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right? He looked at her and said, woman. Right, And so we have to realize there's a priority that God there has in is. his
1: word. Genesis 2, chapter 2, verse 24, it just goes on a little further from what you're saying. Is This is why a man leaves his, his father and his mother and is united with his wife, and then they become one flesh. Now, this word, leaves, leaves his father and mother, it, this is a root Hebrew word that really it means to loosen or to relinquish. So in other words, when you're growing up, your priority relationship here on this earth is with your mom and dad, right? And and always, we're to always honor our moms and dads. But but once you're married, your priority shifts. And your primary relationship now becomes your spouse. And so the right. order is God is my number one, and then my spouse becomes my primary human relationship after God, and that's number two. Right. The, the problem is so often, and you touched on this earlier, is when we believe that we've met the, the one, you, you believe that you have to be with the one to be happy. You believe that you have to be with the one or meet the one to be fulfilled. And when you believe your spouse is the one... Boy, they, they can't live up to that. That's a place only God was meant to fill in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so that number one that you're the person you're putting there, you're, you're setting them up, them up for failure. And right. what happens is this is what it looks like. You idolize them and you say, "Oh man, you are perfect in every way. You right. are the man of my dreams. You are everything I could ask for and more. You're so relaxed, you're so chill, you're so laid back and I'm so in love. Right. I've and, idolized him.
0: Yeah. You, you get married, then you demonize mm-hmm. them. You married them, Yep. you demonize it's them. It's true. He's a lazy bum. Mm-hmm. He won't mow the yard. Yeah. You idolize, you demonize. Right. She's so organized. Right. She's so driven. She's amazing. You mm-hmm. get married, and then you demonize. She's
1: driving me crazy. She's driving me yes. crazy.
0: I need to be yes. set free from her in the name of Jesus, yes. you know.
1: You mm-hmm. idolize, then yeah. you
0: demonize, and we all do it, mm-hmm. and we get there. The problem is you're asking your spouse to meet a need yeah. they were not designed right. to meet.
1: Yeah.
0: Because yeah. God is designed to mm-hmm. meet your number one need of priority and not your spouse. Yeah. Together you serve God, but that person is not designed to meet the right. need that only God can meet. Can I hear an Amen.
1: Yeah. It's true. And, and we see this early on in relationships. We see that, you know, this tends to happen with your boyfriend, he becomes the priority, or the girlfriend becomes the priority. Or maybe maybe you get married, and you're just mm. so in love, and it's a wonderful thing, but your priorities are out of whack, and so you put your spouse in that number one spot. And, and what happens is, is the kids come along, and then and then life happens, and the career starts taking off. And so then the husband starts pouring his, his life into his job, job and then the, the woman starts pouring her, her life into her, maybe her career or maybe her kids. And what happens is suddenly um, the marriage relationship is not number one, it's not number two, it's put on the shelf. Yeah, right. we, we've lived this. We, we know that this happens sometimes. And, yes. and fast forward that to your deathbed. You know, if you, if you can imagine, maybe you'll be blessed enough to have a few days or a few weeks um, to prepare yourself to go into eternity. Um, mm-hmm. But on the deathbed, the priority becomes incredibly clear, doesn't it? Um, being a nurse and now being a pastor, um, we've had... The privilege of, of of being with people as they slip into eternity into the arms of Jesus, and at that very moment, there's mm-hmm. one thing one thing becomes incredibly clear that there are two priorities in life, and number one is God. They always want to know where do I stand with the Father, where am yeah. I ready to meet Him face to face, and number two is I want my family. Will you call my family? I need my family, my family here. So in that that moment, it becomes incredibly clear that the priorities are God and their family. And whenever anything takes the place of God or takes the second place of the priority of marriage in the relationship, even if it's something good, those priorities, if they're ever out of order, your marriage can never be what God intended for it to be.
0: No, it, it really can't be because we understand God is a jealous God. He says this about himself i'm I'm a jealous God. and somebody look at that and think, well, that's a little odd. God's jealous. Well, there's a sinful jealousy and there's a legitimate jealousy. And anytime we put anything ahead of God, he is legitimately and righteously jealous for us. If you do put anything in that position, it's called an idol. that's that's how the word says it. put anything ahead of God, he is the right he has the right. Um, because of who he is, he's holy, he's righteous, he's just to be legitimately jealous. And that's why every now and then you may find yourself in the marriage go, I'm a little bit jealous of your time with the kids because truthfully, yes, we should have time with the kids, Mm -hmm. but our marriage relationship should be a priority to keep it strong so that we can be a blessing Mm -hmm. to our children.
1: It's absolutely legitimate. Or it it could be, you know, I'm jealous of the time you're spending with your friends. I wish you would spend that time with me. Now, we're not talking about a psycho relationship that doesn't allow you to have friends. We're not talking about that at all. (laughs) But what we are talking about is making your marriage a priority. And if you're spending more time with your buddies or more time with your girls... Your marriage isn't your priority, and that can be a cause of legitimate jealousy in the marriage. And we need to guard that. One of the most common things we see when we talk to couples in the office is the phone. The phone is a problem. Yeah. Any anyone I know that we've we've had that conversation from time to time, yes, haven't we? See those hands. <laughs> where where the the phone is taking priority? You know, um, let me just tell you, if you are on your phone, in your bed, um, I just wonder why you can't come up with something better to do than be on yeah. that phone in your bedroom. The phone so is true. out of place in the order of priorities. You need to make sure so, you're like, guarding like, z- that. Z- 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 baby, <laughs> is that
0: you? No, it's just my phone. I mean, you know, come on. I mean, you know, there's yeah. something better yeah. than that, right? Yeah, uh, you got
1: to put some boundaries there and say, you know, no, our marriage is going to be a priority here. We're going to guard it. We're going to protect it. Yeah,
0: you got to protect. And I I just want to say this. I feel Mm -hmm. so impressed to Mm -hmm. say this. Listen, if you're not married and you're not married and you're dating somebody or going with somebody that has no priority of God now or no priority of church, don't expect them to change because you marry
1: them. That's right. That's right.
0: Don't expect them Mm -hmm. to come to church. Don't expect them to come to God. We'll believe by faith with you. But yeah. so many people think they can change that person
1: mm-hmm.
0: or they're so good they can do that. Don't expect that to happen. No. That is a deceitful lie from the enemy yeah. that he wants to devour your life. So if you're dating somebody right now and God is not the priority, see ya.
1: That's right.
0: That should be the That's response right. unless they want to change.
1: That is tough love and, and we're telling God. you straight, okay?
0: So, so important. Mm-hmm. Here's the one big thought, big idea. Protect the priorities. Can you say that with me? Protect the priorities. Listen, if you're going to get married later on in the future, embrace it today. That my God is my first priority, my spouse is my second. If you're married today and you're struggling in any way, I can almost guarantee you can trace it to the root issue where somebody is not putting God first in their life. You know, we're not seeking him first. We want to grow in our marriages, don't we? Serve him in church together. Seek him first every single day. Pray together. Be centered around God's word. Seek Jesus together. Put him first and and make sure you come together in your relationship with each other then is number two, not the other way around.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. Another area to how to keep God priority in your marriage is not to have a child-centered marriage. Now, we love our children, We love them dearly. We have three of them, and we have so much Mm -hmm. fun with them, and we love them. They're important. They are a gift from God. But if you want to love your kids, prioritize your marriage. Yeah. Prioritize your marriage. You know, one of the best ways that we can be a blessing to our children is to strengthen our marriage. And and you all know, you've seen it. Some of you have lived it, unfortunately, where your whole life revolves around your kids. The kid's this and the kid's that. And they got to go here and we got sports here and we got to take them there. And all, you know, we love the kids. But I'm going to tell you, one day you're going to wake up and the kids are going to be grown they're going to be grown up. We're kind of in that stage right now. We were just talking yeah. about that. Our oldest yeah. is is our youngest is going to be a senior, or she is a senior, and yep. and we're kind of looking at each other, saying, "Wow, we have a lot more time together, you know." Um, and this is a time where you can look at each other and be like, "Who who are you? And where is the man I married 25 years ago?" Yeah, because life has been so busy, and the kids have been your common ground for so long that now you kind of don't have that anymore, and right. so there's no intimacy. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's hard to get through because your whole life, it's revolved around the children.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's hard. Some of you are, are there, been there. Here's what we need to understand and remember. Children are a temporary assignment. Yeah. Now, that's going to hurt some of you because we live in such a day where if it's not about our kids and our kids only and all the exorbitant amount of money and time that we give into their lives, it really goes uh, cross-current for sure. But children are a temporary assignment. You will have them for 18, 19 years unless you have a millennial. They'll be there for about 30 years or whatever. Still hanging on, right? Uh, um, you may have them for 35 years, but at some point it's healthy just to push them out and say, you go serve Jesus and you live on your own. Yeah. Listen, they're a temporary assignment. Your marriage is till death do us part, right? And so if that priority is mixed up, you can understand probably why some of the problems that you're going through today. This is biblical. This is godly. And these are simple things to begin to say, how can we make God the priority again? You know, it's not saying, oh, until we're not happy anymore, or I find somebody different. It's till death to us part. Your marriage is a permanent God-honoring commitment, and that's why we have to continue to prioritize it even above the children. Yes, we feed them. Yes, we take care of them. We put clothes on their back. If you want your children to succeed in marriage, though, show them what a God-honoring marriage looks like now.
1: That's good. It's really good.
0: And what we did is we thought maybe this whole message would be maybe just a little bit incomplete, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and we need a little bit of help here. So we have some questions around this topic, and I want to give Mm -hmm. us a chance to respond to some of the most commonly asked questions. The first one is this. How does making God a priority impact your marriage?
1: Uh, I'll take that one. Making God a priority has a huge impact, a huge impact on our marriage, because because I want to be a great wife, right? I want to be the kind of wife that God wants me to be, but I really can't do that if I'm first not a great follower of Christ. You know, so to me, that's just key. I, I, I can't love John the way I need to love John. I can't be patient the way I need to be patient um, if, if my relationship with God isn't strong. If my relationship with God isn't right, right. it's not going to happen. My pride, yeah. my, my stubborn heart, it's, it can so easily go um, another yeah. way. But with God's help, I can make right choices and I can be the excellent wife that I'm called to be. But I sure do need his help doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I know with him, I um, yeah. nothing's going to deal with my heart more than the Holy Spirit. And get me prioritizing my time and, and my relationship right. I know the more time I spend with the Lord, the better I love my husband, right. the better wife I am. And and what this looks like um, practically, you know, is, is, wow, I just need to make God a priority in my life every morning. And when I wake up, I need to make time for him. I need to... Think of and, and just walk with the Lord throughout my day, knowing that I'm nothing without him and I need him every second of the day, continually acknowledging the Lord's presence and, yeah. and him speaking over me and just, just trying to be slow to speak and quick to listen to the Holy Spirit's promptings. Mm-hmm. It's all about that. And this right. isn't easy. This isn't no. an easy thing. And many times I fail. Many times I don't do it right. But I tell you what, I do get it right when I'm depending on Christ. That's right. That's for sure. Another question we had was, how do you love your kids but not neglect your marriage?
0: This is a good one. I think Mm -hmm. this is tough. Uh, Every person that has children, we're like, hey, we love them so very much. But, you know, you have to go back and say, okay, in my mind, they didn't come first. The marriage did. And my kids can't be the Christ-loving spiritual people that we want them to be or what God ultimately wants them to be without our marriage being strong, for sure. It's not just that I want my marriage to be good so my kids are good. It's it's more than that. But our children are expression of us and our love. But to be very practical, there are things that you have to do, and we can't go into all of them today, but you got to make marriage the priority in the family. And um, here's a couple of things that we do um that then may look, it looks like for us and for some of you maybe, is we have a date night every Friday night. So we go on a date every Friday night and we normally go out to dinner if we can, grab a cup of coffee and we talk and we just take time out to communicate, look across the table at each other, tune out the rest of the world and just say, hey, this is our time, this is our alone time that we want to communicate that to our family and to our kids, and you know, the the thing about it is, we found out our kids love it. Yeah,
1: they ask them, "Where are you going on your date tonight?" Yeah, <laughs> or if we don't go, like sometimes we just stay at the house and we'll talk about that. But um, sometimes they're like, "Why? What's wrong? Why, why aren't you? Why aren't you going on your?" They just right. know, and I love that, and I think they they love it too.
0: Yeah, so they love
1: that mom and dad love each other and care right. enough to still take each other on dates.
0: Yeah, and so with Chris and I both pastoring here, mm-hmm. what happens is the same in your world. You're so wrapped up mm-hmm. into it. There comes a time, when we go on a date, from the very beginning, we have to say, this is the end of the conversation talking about church. We're done. We do. We have to say it out loud. Because our lives are so wrapped up. We love the church. We love people. We love what's going on. And so what happens many times, what we have to do is say, that's done. That conversation's over. We're going to talk about us and what's going on, and we're going to dream and talk about what's up and coming. So it's very important that you do that. Stop the things that, yeah, you could talk about, but, you know, you need to talk about what's going on between the both of you and reprioritize that in your life, okay? And so we, we need to do that. So whether we're home, if we're at home on a day and night, we just go to our room, lock the door, bar the door, kids aren't allowed in. There's a boundary line. You gotta, you gotta talk to your kids as they might get older. order
1: old. pizza in and watch a movie. I mean, it's just
0: old enough to take. Old enough to take care you, of. You can themselves. be creative
1: here, and you might say you can't afford to do it, or you don't have the time to do it. You, you can make it happen. Yeah. You can make it happen. Or The third
0: that. one is, um, is, what do you do to keep God a top priority in your marriage?
1: I think that really. To keep Christ a priority in our marriage, we need to do that individually first. And we've yeah. been talking about seeking the Lord first and putting Him number one. But that's really huge. That's where it starts. And for all you singles who raised your hands, can we just tell you, marriage is hard, and it's hard when you're both believers. But it's yeah. it's ten t- it's a hundred times harder if you marry an unbeliever. And so, if we can just give you another just a warning, 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 guys, make sure they love Jesus because Jesus yeah. is our common when when we come together he's our he's what we talk about he he we know that he's our common ground he's our conversation when we're struggling we know we can pray together when you know he's just part of our life it's how we lead our family is christ centered it's how we prioritize our marriage around christ and and i just don't believe that you can make him a priority in marriage yeah. unless you're both doing that together and you need to you need each other and i know some of you that's not your situation but can I just give you a word of hope today to just keep praying the salvation of your mate. Keep praying for the salvation of your spouse because God hears every prayer mm. and he is faithful to okay. answer that. But but this is a daily commitment. Right. It's a daily commitment that I make to the Lord and it's a daily commitment I make to John. And I wake up every morning and I say, Lord, help me to be faithful to you today. Help me serve you today and, and, and help me love you like I need to love you. And Lord... Secondly, I pray that you'd help me be a good wife and you'd help me to serve John the way I need to serve him, love him the way I need to love him, and be faithful to him as you call me to do. But, but what we're talking about today, we know that it, it's not easy, but it's pretty simple. Yeah. And just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy, right? But it really is, it's pretty simple, and this is how simple it is. Just keep God first. Yeah. God's got to be that number one. God's got to be that number one. He says in his scriptures, seek me first, the kingdom of God, and then all these things in his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. That's right. And so, and so when you seek God first and put him in that number one place, wow, everything else will come together. It's his word. He just does it. I don't know how he does, but he's just so good that he just does it. And, and, and so after that, then we, we pray together. We work together. We, we're led by the Spirit together. We're doing the journey of faith together. And then we work right. hard to protect it. And we work hard to keep it a priority. And we have to work hard. And we have to work harder today than we did yesterday. Why? Because there's so many obstacles because everything in society pulls us in a different direction. So we've yep. got to be willing to fight for it. We've got to be yep. willing to fight for it.
0: I think one of the, just going back to that statement, letting the Holy Spirit live through us. Mm-hmm. And that happens in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. But just to let you know, if you're always nitpicking on your spouse, I don't know, but I found out in me. If the Holy Spirit is alive and well in us as believers, the Holy Spirit's talking more about you, about you than anybody else. Have you ever found that to be That's true? Good.
1: That's really good.
0: So if you're sitting there mm-hmm. nitpicking and being petty mm-hmm. with your spouse, mm-hmm. we that means you need more of the work of the Spirit. Amen? That's a hard truth, and we've all been there. You nitpick, nitpick. Really, the Holy Spirit, if He's alive and well in you, He's convicting you first before you're out there pointing fingers at your spouse or somebody around you in a relationship. That's not even godly. It's not even Christ-like. Men, this whole guarding, if if someone breaks in your house and attempts to attack your family, how many of you will fight back? Mm -hmm. You're going to fight. And I I know, women, you will as well, that you're going to fight. But I just want to see our men here you're going to go out there and you're going to say, hey, I'm going to defend my family. And that's easy to do because we're wired to do it. We will die for those that we love. But also God calls us to live for those that you love, to live for them every single day. In fact, gentlemen, what I hope you understand is you are charged by God essentially to live or to give the best for two things, for Christ and to lay down your life for your wife. That's what we're called to do. And it's, once again, plain in Scripture to protect these priorities. In fact, we love the teaching of Paul in Ephesians 5 where it says, husbands, here's your calling, love your wives. That's your calling. Love them, serve them, honor them, love your wives just as Christ loved the church because he gave himself up for her. Protect the priorities at all costs so that we keep God first, that we are people of the church, we bring our families to church. We serve in the church. We are people of the word, daily in God's word, and we're modeling this for our kids. That's,
1: good. It is so, that's so good. And, and so today, this is us. This is us. We've tried to be just real and honest and transparent with you today. But, you know, we need to make God priority, and we need, just need to do life with him. We need to make time for each other. You know, everything that pulls us away, we need to to guard ourselves, guard our marriage from this, you know. Get a date night on the calendar. Just start with a step and just encourage you to just get that. You might say, you know what, I I can't do that. I, I don't make an excuse. Don't don't be lazy about your marriage. Make make a way. Make a way. You know, um, we, we're big proponents here of, of getting involved in a life group. And, and so, you know, when you're involved in a life group, you have a free babysitter. You know, you, you take your kids yeah. over to their house the next weekend, the party's at your house. <laughs> and, and it's a built-in babysitter. Make it happen, guys. Make your marriage a priority. You know what? Make a way. Love, love makes a way. We want to always invest in marriages around here. We have Married Life going to be starting up here real soon. Yeah. You can check your bulletin for details on when that's happening. But this is a ministry that loves marriages and that just wants to continue to impor, yeah. encourage and pour into marriages. Be a part of that. But love makes a way. So, so what are we going to do? We're going to protect the priority at all costs. We're going to protect it. Why? Because you can never be fulfilled in life until you finally meet your number one. Yeah. So if you haven't met your Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we would love to introduce you to him today. Come down front after service. We would love to pray with you. It's, yeah. it's, it's, that's number one. It really is. And then And then number two is just making your spouse your priority today. You know, I want to honor God. I will always honor God as my first priority, no matter what. My husband will always be second, and and I will protect those priorities at all cost, yeah. no matter what it takes, with everything that's inside of me. But I've got to start there. I've got to start there with that foundation to be laid in marriage. And when that's there, I can truly honor God and, and build a life that's worth living. That's right.
0: I think one of the things that people can do many times is, you know, you may be there and sitting there and looking at us and saying, oh, you know, they don't look like they're struggling. Wow, it always looks perfect. And what have you. may look at one of our pastoral staff, one of their marriages. I'm going to tell you something. I know this. If the enemy's fighting us, he's fighting you. So we're in the struggle together. No putting this facade on. I know not everybody's struggling in here, but we go through seasons of struggle. And you've got to know that there is hope in the Lord, that he will see you through, and that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen? So we can stand strong on his word with each other, keeping Christ Jesus as the priority of our lives. Others are watching. What you do matters. And your marriage is vital. Vital this church into God. Let's join our hearts together in prayer. Father, Lord, we know that there are many relationships that are hurting, struggling today, and we pray, God, that we at this moment would put you first. That we would reprioritize our life around that which matters most and find healing through Jesus Christ, your son. Those who are not married, Lord, and that they're seeking after someone that, God, you would prepare them for the two. But they would get their priorities straight today. And that, Lord, today they would reprioritize their life and look to you as the number one. And that, God, you will bring the number two in due season. Lord, I pray that there would be such a foundation of righteousness, Lord, that they would build their hearts upon today in the future, that we would be conformed to the image of your son becoming like you, preparing our hearts and lives. God, no matter the struggle, no matter the problem or what we are sensing today, every person, the sound of my voice, that there is hope in Christ Jesus. There is hope in the Lord and that we would build and reprioritize our life upon Christ Jesus. Father, give us the strength today to do it. Lord, that you are the bread of life, that you give us the strength, that that you are our strength. And God, forgive us of trying to do this marriage in our own strength, God, but that we would rely on your strength, that you would empower and you would protect the priorities in the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. And all of God's people said,